What's Good Podcast. Are you ready? Your number one source. To all the keys in the industry. With Brianna Javon. It's the What's Good Podcast. What's good? Hey ladies and gents, this is your girl Brianna Javon with What's Good Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode, season two. It's crazy. Um, this is actually episode 13, and I have another couple with me today. I have Jen, I said Jen, <laughs> y'all names together, Jeanette and Brent today, the kings. How are y'all? Good. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. And so, um, as you guys know, I don't do um, interviews. Instead, I do genuine conversations. So, let's get into it. Um, As you guys know, if you've been listening to other episodes, I always start off with an icebreaker. So, Brent, you're first. You ready? (laughs) If you could meet any living person for dinner, if you can meet any living person for dinner, who would you pick and why? Any living person. Mm-hmm. This is kind of tough. Because <laughs> my first one was any uh, dead person. Like, who would you sit with okay. at a on a bench? I was ready about for that one. <laughs> Any living person. Um. Hmm. Honestly, right now it would be Jeff Bezos, uh, founder of Amazon, because mm-hmm. currently I work for him. Wait. I knew the totem pole. <laughs> but just to, just to, you know, know that vision, like, coming up from the beginning. It's like, mm-hmm. how did you see this? Like, did you really picture that to be as much as it is mm-hmm. today with this kind of influence? True. It's like, clearly, he believed in himself to start off, but to know it could ever be the way it is now. Mm-hmm. So is that something he ever really envisioned or just... The transformation of everything that happened. I like that. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. All right. Okay. And Jeanette, you are next. <laughs> okay. uh, you are next. If you had 25 hours in a day instead of 24, that extra hour, mm. what would you do with that extra time? The <laughs> <laughs> way both of y'all responded to y'all's question. <laughs> Because I can feel um, the stare on the side of my face. Like, what you going to do with that extra hour? Um, let's see. If I had a, a 25th hour right now, okay, so it's a toss-up. Okay. It's a we toss-up between the workout mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> and um, hmm, what's that other hour? What, what would I do? I mean, honestly, I would probably just add it to prayer. Um, nice. I really don't. I, I've yeah, had been... <laughs> I mean, that, sleep? No, I mean, I'm okay right now, I think. But <laughs> today, but um, one for exercise, I used to um, work out like five days a week, like two hours a day. And so it's kind of drastically dropped. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you are an entrepreneur, I feel like you work more than you did when you have a nine to five. Well, clearly, that's oh, the whole thing. Gosh. So when I was working, um, for speech therapy, I was um, I had a schedule, and so I had my time kind of planned out a little differently. Mm-hmm. But I, it was a little bit easier to get to working out. Mm-hmm. Where now I'm like, I have no time to work out. I'm like, okay, clearly yes, you can work out at home. But no, I'm like, <laughs> I have no time to work out. So I would probably do either working out, mm-hmm. or I would just add that extra time for like prayer meditation because I really like silence. Like that's good. But like I will have to go lock myself somewhere. Oh, do you okay. have prayer class? 
concert? We were just talking about that. <laughs> I li- look earlier this week. I was like, babe, okay, wherever we move next, I need a whole prayer closet. Our house right so, now, we have maybe one closet like out in the like living area outside okay. of like bedroom closets okay um there's one and it's under the stairs and right now it's occupied i'm like mm. how much will we miss this closet right if i just <laughs> <laughs> trying to maneuver some things right but he was like no it needs to be soundproof you know and mm-hmm. he said because he's constantly listening mm-hmm. um while in prayer trying to so multitask the ear. I, I get up early in the morning and that's to me i feel like that's the only time i can actually pray but even mm-hmm. then I feel like I'm listening for the kids because they mm-hmm. like to get up and the first thing they do is run to our room. Mm-hmm. Well, they're passing me before they get there. So it's like I'm mm-hmm. listening the whole time, mm-hmm. not fully devoted to just praying. I see. So, so like, that makes sense. Just being in the moment with God. Right. right. For me, I've, he doesn't know how I do it, but like I've learned to tune them out. <laughs> you're, you're, real good. you're really good. Banging on the door. I'm like, you're good. Okay. <laughs> I remember that commercial where uh, the woman was eating the cookies in the bathroom, and she was like, he was, he was like, Mom, I hit myself. She said, Why well, are you bleeding? And he was like, No. She's like, Well, you're okay. Find your dad. I'm yeah, like. <laughs> Ooh, I'm pretty sure that's like the whole like whole word right there. Find your dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. So we're gonna go ahead and get into the genuine conversation. The first question always is, "How did you guys meet?" Okay, I'll start this off because she's gonna tell a much longer story. But right, detail. That's just all. I'm not touch the table. <laughs> For those who don't know, she told us not to bang on the table. Yes. Trying to make sure. The couples have been like, ah, Brianna this, so my disclaimers. Right. Uh, We met in college, uh, first year in college at UNT, uh, second semester. Um, I had already been there Mm -hmm. and pretty much knew everybody in the dorms. But she came to UNT the second semester and she met with a few of my current friends mm-hmm. and they literally just adopted her and literally brought her around to every room of people <laughs> they knew and introduced her. Okay. Like literally knocking on everybody's door. I'm like, hey, have you met Jeanette? So literally God had her delivered to my door. <laughs> We're going to ignore the fact that she was delivered to everybody else's door first. <laughs> she came. But she, she did count, you know? And that's how I met her. You know, we were friends for a long time before we ever realized that there was actually something there. Mm-hmm. So she knew everybody I ever dated, everything. It was... So it's like a whole journey in between and then y'all journey. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it was, um, it, was so, it, it was so uncomfortable, honestly. I do not like to be the center of attention. Mm. I know um, it's kind of like, wait, what, with what you do, how, I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Um, so when they kind of like adopted me, so to speak, like it was literally, um, they were like, okay, that's a new girl. It was like two girls on the bus. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, come sit with me. I'm like, uh, sure, okay. And then <laughs> introducing themselves. And they're like, okay, do you know anybody? I'm like, no, I've literally just been here for a whole two seconds. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so they um, took me around the dorm, literally knocking on everyone's door. Like, hey, have you so mentioned that? And so, I mean, I literally got to know them very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've never... I had never experienced anything like that because I'm from New York. And so yes. people just randomly talking to you, being nice to you, I'm like, 
<laughs> so they were probably looking at me like I was crazy, like, why is she so apprehensive? But then mm-hmm. when they figured out I was from New York, and then every five seconds it was like, say this, say that. Did and you so, have that accent? Yes, but me being a speech <laughs> therapist, I've learned to tone it down quite a bit. Okay. But if I'm in New York or on the phone with somebody from New York or mad, then you will hear it. <laughs> really? So when I first met you, when you said New York, I was like, I would have never guessed. Yes, I can, I can. If you hear her talk to her grandma. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, the accent just comes out. Like she never. Well, and then she's West Indian, so it's like West Indian New York. So then oh, it's yeah. like, like yeah. I can literally walk by the room and I hear the way she's talking. I know, I know who she's talking to. Hilarious. Changes yeah. to a completely different person. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, after that, um, you know, that's how we initially met. Um, mm-hmm. So this was back in. I don't know, January of 2005. So I moved to Texas in... Yeah, yeah it's been a minute. That was January of 2005. And um, I had just moved to Texas in July of 2004 after mm, I graduated so from high fresh. school in New York. Mm-hmm. So graduated high school in New York, came here, met him, uh, this, I guess my second semester of college, but first semester at UNT. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we were actually just acquaintances first. Um, okay. I was very close with his roommate because... Um, we had a class together. Gotcha, gotcha. And then, um, so me and his roommate we were very close. Um, and he, let's see, I guess his girlfriend at the time, um, she ended up becoming my roommate. Mm. And um, they're married now, of course. And so it was just kind of interesting because we we didn't really see each other that way. It mm-hmm. was kind of like, you know, he was with someone, I was with someone, and we were just always around each other. Gotcha. And then I think eventually it was just kind of like, you guys should, and we're like, eh, no. And then they were like, yeah, no. And then it was just like, you guys should. It just like, it was kind of like years and years and years of like revisiting that. Going but it was always forward. like wrong time. Mm-hmm. It was always bad timing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Missed always. opportunity. But, um... Yeah, this is the clean version. <laughs> okay, so what did you mention missed opportunity? I have to ask some questions now. Okay. What would be an example of that missed opportunity? Because like you may be in a situation, you were in a situation. It's kind of a back and forth thing. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So go ahead. <laughs> So, okay, so uh, when I first moved to Texas, um, my oldest daughter, um, Leah, mm-hmm. um, she's not five grand. She's actually by um, another guy that I met when I first moved to Texas. Him and I were just friends, but then we um, ended up getting together, but then I went to UNT, and, um, you know, it just didn't work out between him and I. It was just not a good relationship, and mm-hmm. then um, shortly after that, I found out I was pregnant, so mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And it was already over at that time. Yes, it was mm-hmm. already over. I had found out. Um, I had found out clearly when we weren't together, mm-hmm. and so I had to decide on what I was going to do. But um, I just at the time I was just like, okay, I don't believe in abortion, and mm-hmm. I knew that inside I would kind of re- I would regret that. Yeah. And um, if you ask anybody that knows me or anybody in my family, I'm the last person that they thought. And so life happens. happens. And so um, I literally took off a semester and um, 
took off a well actually ended up being a year I took off a year and then mm-hmm. I came back to school when I came back I want to say that is when him and I actually started becoming a lot closer mm-hmm. um, when I came back uh, Leah was just a few months old she wasn't even a year yet a so mm-hmm. Leah's been in his he's been in Leah's life since she was born pretty much mm. so um <clears throat> she doesn't really i think remember him not being there right um so it was just pretty interesting kind of how that came about mm-hmm. uh when i came back uh he was living with his then roommate still and mm-hmm. the um his her girl his girlfriend and they really helped me um essentially like raise her because i was so a single beautiful. mom mm-hmm. like single mm-hmm. teen mom in college Mm -hmm. and I was going to school full-time and working full-time gotcha and so when I had like a night class they would help like watch her like you know um, his girlfriend was like oh yeah I can get her and so she was always there Mm -hmm. they were always there they were extremely supportive Mm -hmm. and um, I want to say that's how I really grew my friendship and like my relationship with them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um, coming back to school I was single, and um, I didn't realize it was in a relationship. I wasn't, like, checking or nothing, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I just didn't know. And he was kind of keeping a secret from me. So I'm like, do you not want me to know that you're in a relationship? I don't know. He says he wasn't keeping it from me, but he was keeping it from me. Brand. He wanted to answer the question. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to, like, he's like, well, you didn't ask, so. I mean, I don't think I had to ask. just friends, and she didn't ask, so. So were you walk into the room and be like, at that time, I mean, no, we were really, like I said, really close friends. He was somebody that I knew that I could rely on, mm-hmm. like I could rely on him. Mm-hmm. And it really, it was, I think, I don't know if it was like, because he was like off the market then it was kind of gotcha. like, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> there was always flirtation. I kind of feel like, I feel like it was just a little bit more amplified over those next couple of months. I want to gotcha. say, um, so yeah, you know. <laughs> well, since she was single, Brent, what made you leave that situation? Because I mean, y'all are married now, so like, what made you move past that and get with well, Jeanette? I didn't at first for quite some time. Um, when she came back, I was in one relationship, and after that ended, I was in another relationship. I was always in a relationship. <laughs> yes. He was the relationship guy. I don't think Brent was ever single. Really? Yes. He like, yeah. 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 Even when I didn't know I was in a relationship, I was. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) I was like, Brent, you in a whole relationship? He's like, you know what? I think you're right. (laughs) So were you, I hate to say waiting on a man, because I feel like, I don't know, it has like a negative connotation in the sense Mm -hmm. they were just sitting still for somebody. But would you say like you had hope, like that's going to be my man one day? Actually, no. I mean, so, <laughs> so here, okay, so the behind the scenes was um, <laughs> homecoming, like that year, uh, we, I mean, clearly I had gotten a little tipsy and we were in the car and I just kind of was like overly flirtatious, ended up making out in his room and then it was kind of like, okay, wait, you were somebody and then it we kind of just left it there right oh, and but it was just always like a lot of like i feel like tension so then mm-hmm. we just but we knew how to restrain ourselves it was so interesting and mm-hmm. i want to yes, say I, we I did it yes. <laughs> he regrets it now <laughs> so we um you know we were able to maintain a friendship <laughs> 
I am laughing right now. Um, but yeah, we were able to maintain a friendship, um, you know, and be cordial and like, you know, keep moving. I actually, shortly then after, I knew I did not really want to be in a relationship, if I'm being honest, because I came back to school, I had a daughter. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was way more important for me to get my degree. Mm-hmm. And so I really was honestly just playing the field, if I'm being honest. Yeah, like, I just yeah. did not. I was like, well, you know, if something happens, or something, you know, something happens. But mm-hmm. I'm not really looking for a relationship. And so it was like a few yeah, months so of that. So the relationship guy. <laughs> Right. So y'all were really on the opposite. That's what right. it sounds like. We kind of were. So I think at the time, like, because when all that happened, I think we were just thinking, like, okay, we're going to end up going too far, and then, like, we may not be on the same page. Mm, and I then see, I, I kind of um, always would put myself in a position really where if I feel like I'm going to be disappointed, I kind of, like, beat them to the punch in a mm. sense like for me my mindset was always like well I have a daughter so no one's gonna want to be with me oh no so I was in college and so mm. you gotta think like at the time I was 18 19 so I'm like oh you know guys my age all they want to do is like party have fun they're in yeah. college no one wants like somebody with like a child and if they want to be with me I know they just don't want to really be with me mm-hmm. just want to be with me That's what you're saying. <laughs> That's what you're saying. right so um you know, for me, I was just like, well, I just, I'm going to be okay with that. Either you know, way. like, for me, like, it has to be worth it for me. But right now, I just want to focus on getting my degree. And so, after, I want to say, a semester or two of that, mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually um, started dating um, a friend of mine from high school. So, mm-hmm. it was a long-distance relationship. I was going to say, let me make sure I'm not treatment. <laughs> yes. So, I was actually in a long-distance relationship with this guy for three years. Oh, Long distance? Long distance mm-hmm. for three years. I mean, we would literally travel back and forth from New York for, like, every other month or something. Because your family was still out there, so it wasn't a problem for you. Well, my immediate there. family, it was here in Texas, like, my mom, mm-hmm. dad, sister, brother, but everyone else is still in New York. Right. So, it wasn't really anything, um, and, you know, he knew him, and they knew each other, mm-hmm. they really, but he didn't think anything of it. He mm-hmm. just thought he was my friend. I'm mm-hmm. sure he, you know. We were just friends at that time. Very flirtatious. Okay, so let me ask you that. With you guys building that friendship, what was the benefit of that before just jumping into a relationship? As far as in our marriage? Or just beforehand, because it seemed like y'all had like a good little journey before y'all made it official. Right. So what would you say would be the benefit? I mean the biggest thing is like we were afraid to actually cross that line Mm -hmm. and then not be able to go back. Mm Because we were so close and like our friends were so close. Like Mm -hmm. we were very tight little knit group and mm-hmm. it was like okay if we if we mess this up everybody gonna be mad right. <laughs> and when it just us everybody gonna be right. mad right mm-hmm. like um, I have but, like a little community yeah right but it's like it was one of those things where it's like she knows everything about me she's mm-hmm. like she knows everybody right. I've dated she knows my family now mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. like so it was great to have that companionship with somebody that sounds so especially good. like you don't usually have that very much with the opposite sex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, your boys might know everything about you, but to have a girl that actually knows everything about you, everybody you dated, what you've been through with them. Yeah. Like, right. We became best friends, honestly, um, even in our relationships. Mm-hmm. So our, you know, our 
<clears throat> our partners knew that we were best friends and mm-hmm. I mean they were okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um I think it was because well <laughs> on your end maybe not some <laughs> of them were okay with it. But for me I really made a genuine effort to get to know like his girlfriends and everything mm-hmm. like so that they would feel um so you know he wanted them to really feel comfortable with you know the fact that we were friends. Mm-hmm. Um it really wasn't until it really wasn't until, I want to say, my senior year, or I guess our senior year. So I did the four-year program in three years. I was determined to leave. <laughs> I was now. wanting to graduate. You made it happen, though. Right, you graduated. <laughs> right. So I did the four-year program in three years. I came mm-hmm. back, and I was pretty much coming back with, an event, with a vengeance because, I mean, mm-hmm. everyone in my family told me, if you have this child, you're not going to do anything with your life. You're it's not going to go back to school. And so I was like, oh, I'm not. <laughs> so I took it really as a challenge. I don't know why I felt like I had to prove something to them. I don't know if it was more or less proving something to myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But regardless, I knew that I had this little person. I was really ready to get out of school just so I could make money to provide for her, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the plan was always after I graduated to move to New York. Okay. So It was really temporary in Texas. It was temporary for oh, me um, because... When I moved to Texas, I was not wanting to move to Texas, if I'm being honest. Like, it was a whole culture shock. They were like, yeah, we're going to move to Texas. And I cried. I was like, why? Why Why Texas? Like, there's cows. Like, cowboys. Like, what? I mean, you got to understand, I'm from New York. So, True. like, you think, you know, you don't really know. And that's what really they put exposed. on TV yeah, with these... I'm cowboy. I'm like that is not us everywhere. I'm Texas. just letting you know every every stereotype <laughs> about New York is true. No. <laughs> I'm just being real. <laughs> but I mean the rudeness and everything. I really had to be broken down from that. I am a whole right. different person than mm-hmm. I was. I wouldn't guess um, any rude or nothing. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I I mean every other word culturally in my family, like cussing was like just mm-hmm. every other word, and that's the way that I spoke. That's the way that I was until maybe about like two, three. Three and a half, three years ago. I'm going to cut it off at three. <laughs> <laughs> leave it right there. Leave it right you started there. getting better way before. Then. Okay, I got better, you know. Was your language like that too? No. So, oh. so this is the other thing. So we are we were complete opposites. That's I mean, if I'm going to be like. essential, like he's this country, like, Cause you know, laid back. <laughs> he's country. Uh, country, laid back, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. guy. And I'm very, like, on... New York, very like hustler mentality, like just very fast paced, like vulgar. Like it was mm-hmm. just in my family, so yeah. complete opposites. So I really didn't see myself with anyone on, I mean, if I'm being truly honest, then a New Yorker mm-hmm. type of person. That's what you were used to. Yes. Yeah. And so my ex clearly, he, um, New York guy. So I knew that I wanted to move back to New York. And then mm-hmm. being in a long-term relationship really kind of amplified that. Okay. So that was always the plan. Um, it really wasn't until we started getting closer to graduation that it really amplified between Brent and I. Like, mm-hmm. we ain't never told nobody this. <laughs> no, no. I'm surprised you did. But, um, <laughs> I'm excited. Right? Give it to the people. Give it to the she people. She said, let me know. This is the first time. No, no I mean, I, I will say my biggest culture shock was, number one, being introduced to her family. And she kind of hooked me in with the food. Like, I'm, a, I'm a foodie. Cooking, be yeah. I'm a foodie, and like her dad would cook every time we went over there, mm-hmm. and her mom would cook, and it was foods that I wasn't used to. Yes, it was like it was something different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know how in opposites attract. It was mm-hmm. like one of those things. Is like okay, I'm 
never experienced any of this type of food mm -hmm. or this culture. I mean, it was also a shock, but there was a very, it's probably the most cussing I've ever heard in my life <laughs> in, a, in a household. And it was like every time, I was like, I thought it was a one time thing. It's like, this, this is, is really it. happening. <laughs> All right. My family it's like, is it's just the flow crazy. of the sentence. Like, oh, you really use that word in there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's like, um, you really made it fit. I was like, I like the way you did it, but like, that is so it's like I grew up in a very uh, Christian conservative household, mm, and it was like yes, very military awesome. family at that. Gotcha. So it's like I'm a military brat. I was born in Germany. I don't know nothing about Germany, but <laughs> <laughs> I was probably eight or nine before I realized I was born there. Okay. But anyway, it was like so. Just her whole family and culture was so opposite from anything I had really been around. Mm. So it's like I don't know if that really drew me in. It was like I just. I just want to see what happens next. Like, <laughs> so was this uh, being invited as a friend at the yeah. time? Yeah, okay. I would invite all of my friends. They would come over to eat and stuff. So he was always introduced as my friend. Mm. Um, but behind How the scenes, question that though. Well, it wasn't it. towards Especially the had end. The, the um. The love in the air, like you mentioned, like it was always I think a feeling. It was definitely once we crossed that line, it was very apparent. Okay. Um oh, because yeah. um we clearly crossed the line before I moved to New York. Um okay. we actually have never told anybody that. Um couple people no, I don't think anybody knew. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe a couple people knew, but no. So it was more or less like I just asked, I was like, okay. Again, I think it was an opportunity where he was single and then I was not. So, again, mm -hmm. that past time. And then he was really kind of pushing it. And I'm just like, hold on. Because you're single now. Mm -hmm. Now you mm -hmm. want to push up on me. <laughs> you feel a little friend. <laughs> and he was like, no, that's not what it was. Oh, that's what it is. So, now you're going to wait. <laughs> I mean, it became a little bit more real. It's like, you, you for real leaving. Like... Yeah, and mm. and so I think once, so it was like okay, just one time, like that's it, like you know, and I was legit like that's that's it, right? Uh -huh. And then, that's what we tell ourselves, right? <laughs> and then I mean, the, <laughs> and so honestly, it what really helped was that I went to New York for like what two and a half weeks after that, three weeks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like during Christmas break, mm -hmm. I was gone, mm -hmm. and so I was like, okay, it has some detachment, so you know I can move on mentally. Like, okay, this is good. Come back, and it was just so not that way. It was <laughs> it was so not that way. It was legitimately like he's like. Yeah, I didn't expect that to happen. I just really missed you. And so uh -huh. it was, we were legit, like, on the download for, like, six months. <laughs> uh -huh. Like, it was just between y'all before y'all let the friend, the family and friends know. Well, yes, mm -hmm. it gets better. <laughs> I was say, y'all faces are too funny right now. It gets better. So, um, literally, we were seeing each other for, like, six months. It was hard because I had to really ask him. I said, she's like, let me make sure this is still working. <laughs> like, I, um. Good. I had to really ask him. It was when we got closer to graduation, and I said, "Okay, do you not want me to go?" Oh, mm -hmm. it's starting to get deeper, right? So I asked him, and he was just like, "I don't want you to go, but I was well." I let him tell you what he was going to say. I'm not come gonna on, bro. I was in a position where it's like I felt like I had to let her go because mm. like this has been your plan for. Since I've known you, mm. that you were leaving, you were going back to New York, you already had your life made up mm -hmm. in your mind, and I feel like if I ask you to stay and you do, you're always going to be second guessing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, it that was one of those sense. things where, like, first bump in the road, you're going to be like, I'm going to New York. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Right. And I mean, in all fairness, he had, you know, he liked my ex. Like, they mm -hmm. had, you know, they were. <laughs> 
it gets better. <laughs> they liked each other, you know, um, but he also knew that he was really good to my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, this was my best friend from high school. So mm-hmm. he's, you know, known Leah since she was a baby as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's just crazy how we put these these stipulations on ourselves. Like, you know, you're a teen mom, you have a child, no one's going to want to be with you. Mm-hmm. And to, to, you know, I just never saw that, like, I had, like, two really great guys that, not only wanted to be with me, but, like, wanted to help, like, that loved her, that wanted to help her with her. And I never wanted to put that on him because Mm -hmm. I just didn't feel like that he was ready for that responsibility because it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah, you gotta gotta take me on, but you gotta take on a child, Mm -hmm. you know, especially because it's not like I can just... You know, we can date in secret and not, like, she knows who you are, you know? Except from a baby. Right. And so, um... So after, um, you know, he once we kind of had that discussion, um, I just went ahead with my plans to move to New York. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> and Brent helped me move there. So, so you went to New York too? Mm-hmm. In a U-Haul with her now ex. So, and drove uh, yes. So all of y'all, like... 20, what, 22-hour job? 24. All of y'all are like, in the car yes. together. So we're in a U-Haul. Imagine this. We're in a U-Haul. <laughs> right? <laughs> so we're in this U-Haul, and I'm in the middle, because I'm the only one that can sit in the middle, because it was, like, no leg room. Where it's, like, we're driving this U-Haul, and it's pulling my car, because I'm moving everything to New York. And Brian is on one side, and my ex is on the other, and they would switch, and whatever. But, like, we're all in this car. So, for me, you, and you know what? I mean, honestly, clearly, I'm, like, just that bold. Because I, like, was cool as a cucumber. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, like, okay, you know. Not I mean, tripping, like, not sweating. I'm not sweating, that. because I'm, like, if I sweat, then this going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I going to say something. Right. And so... So, um, yes, 24 hours. I mean, and the thing is, because he, like I said, he didn't suspect anything, clearly. Mm-hmm. I think, well, we always had that conversation. I did ask. He did feel like, he's like, I feel like Bern has feelings for you. But he did not think that I had feelings for him. Oh, okay. So he did, but he knew, he was like, but I also feel like, even though he has feelings for you, like, he respects me enough to not, like, cross that line. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. Right. I, I, I didn't the whole way there. <laughs> that is a lie. That's like in my head. I've been seeing all of this. Like this is so. Yes, good. you get the whole visual. Like I really like this was a lot. Now that I'm talking about it out loud. <laughs> it was. Well, you, so, you must have really trusted me. Cause that's what I. Oh, that's saying. what somebody else said. Somebody was like, "Oh, you really must have trusted him because he could have said anything." Right. And I like, you could have been so nasty with it too. But yeah. you are. He really is. <laughs> I knew he was like he wasn't stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> again, I was in a foreign state by myself. <laughs> right. Trying to make sure I can get back. Right. <laughs> he was hot headed. Okay. He was a little crazy. Yeah, he was. Okay. Especially a New Yorker. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> a New Yorker. So like really crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I do want to ask you because you mentioned it. With her having a child, was that anything, like what she mentioned as far as the stigma, did anything come to your mind like, you know, should I go that route? Should I not? She has a kid. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've known, like she said, I've known her daughter since basically she was born. I've mm-hmm. always been around, but it's like I never saw myself as someone who was going to raise somebody else's kid. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I did struggle with for a while. It's like, mm. as much as I knew I had feelings for Jeanette, like, <clears throat> okay, but not only do I 
my feelings for her are one thing, but I also have to love this child just as much. Yeah. And to be honest, she pushed herself on me. <laughs> <laughs> like her, her daughter really just had a way with making sure that she got as much attention as possible. He's saying that Leah pushed herself, not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not I. No, I like, you, never, you never forced me really to interact with her, but like she was like she wanted to play every time I came oh. over there. Like she wanted to lay and watch movies. Yes. And it was like I had yeah. never really been around. Like none of my family members really had young kids that I was ever around. So it was like right. it was something completely different for me. Oh. And just having that connection with her, and eventually I saw I was like, wow, I really. They started bouncing. Really like, was like, that okay? So when was that point, and what was that feeling? Like I can actually do this. I mean, honestly, it didn't really start hitting until I realized not only was she going to be moving to New York, but so was her daughter, and it's mm-hmm. like I actually, I actually going to miss both of them. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, I really didn't want to lose that. Okay. All right. Even though I was willing to let her go, because in my mind, I knew she was coming back. You wasn't gonna go. You wasn't gonna be long. You wasn't gonna be gone for long. Right. He's like you was gonna come back. <clears throat> she lasted about two weeks longer than I thought she would. Mm. <laughs> so what made <clears throat> you come back? Um. So I stayed in New York for like three months. Okay. So um. Now I was ready to come back after like maybe a month and a half. If I'm being very honest. Um, wow. My my ex and I. The greatest thing about us was that. We were very, both very passionate, you mm-hmm. know, and, like, we really passionate about each other. But <clears throat> when you're in a long-distance relationship, a lot of times, like, you have to learn how to be with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, we knew that we, like, I mean, clearly when we were apart, it was just, like, you know, we rarely fought. But, like, you know, just that personality that I had and that he had, I felt like we just loved to argue. Like, we were always mm-hmm. butting heads, but it was always passionate. Like, I could not <clears throat> see him not in my life because also he was, like, my best friend at the time. Right. And so, you know, I held on for a very long time, even though there were problems. One, because of the history, his family. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved his family. His family loved Leah. <clears throat> it was just a lot to let go of. So I felt like I owed it to myself. One, to just keep the promise that I had made myself, like, okay, you're moving to New York. You need to go there. This is where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't get caught up in, like, maybe this is not, you know, I just don't get caught up in that. <clears throat> I did give him an opportunity to let me know how he felt, and we did. <laughs> so let's just be clear. <clears throat> I did give him an opportunity. She's also one of those people, when she already has a plan set in motion, mm-hmm. it's really no point of stopping it. You like that's well the let, it, let it, let it so go. So let's say, okay, <laughs> let's say right here, let's say the different scenario, if he would have been like, no, I need for you to really stay. I want us to be a family. What okay. would you have done? Honestly, I really, like, there would have been, I mean, a, a moment, like, if he would have said that to me, mm-hmm. I mean, I would have been, like, doubting. I'm like, okay, we got to have to really talk about this. Mm. I do feel like I see where... He what he was thinking in terms of like oh I have to let you go because of the what if he knew the relationship between me and my ex like he knew mm. like he knew everything about us like Brent was one of those people like I literally talked to him like me and my other friend like we would talk to him, talk around him like he was one of the girls like he literally heard everything mm-hmm. he knew I never liked that phrase go ahead <laughs> <laughs> now if the fact that he's heard it more than once just understand <laughs> that that's clearly what it is like 
you he makes you feel comfortable enough mm-hmm. to like speak and like there's no judgment or anything. So he That's legitimately so knew a lot about me. Mm-hmm. And so um you know, I, I could see where he was coming from in terms of like, okay, I got to let, let you go and then kind of decide. Because the worst case scenario would have been, you know, me feeling as passionately as I did about Brent and then staying. Mm. And then maybe potentially like thinking about the what if or if he was to come back into my life. And like, I didn't want to like put him through that. Makes sense. So I did go and then <clears throat> when I came back or <laughs> what happened <laughs> was that I... I just knew that it was just, I was like, okay, I'm not happy here. I clearly was still speaking with him mm-hmm, and everything mm-hmm. and like, no, but, um, it really wasn't until I made a joke with him that he, like that my ex had proposed to me mm. and like, he got upset. What was the emotions? Oh, you forgot <laughs> about that? <clears throat> I don't remember this. You do? <laughs> I mean, we were at, I can't remember, we were at a party or something, and and I wasn't answering or replying, or I think it was a wedding, and I was mm-hmm. just like, you're never going to believe this, and he was like, what? And then I was like, he proposed. And, like, I was not answering my phone. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I was, that was a sick joke. <laughs> but She would have never wanted to see the reaction. Right, and so that he was, was really ball. upset, and I think, like, at, I think he told me, like, in that moment, like, like that was, like... The first time, like, he legit thought, like, like that was it. Mm. Like, there was nothing that, like, I was going to marry him. Mm. And so... And it was a joke. <laughs> well, I did tell him immediately. I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't, you know. And he became, he goes, oh, my God. No, I think it made him realize, like, okay, like, no. Like, I really want to be with you. Like, because yeah. I'm like, you can say what you want. And, like, you know, this whole, oh, I have to let you go. And if you come back, he didn't let me know none of that. Mm. Like, so I didn't have an in, insight into his mindset. All I have was, you took me to New York. Mm-hmm. You clearly, yes, you have feelings for me, but I asked you, and you were saying that you didn't feel like you were ready to step up to the plate to be a father figure, and like you felt like this guy was more capable than you. That's essentially what he told me. Mm-hmm. And so, that's what I told him. Like, I think <laughs> in that moment, then he started being honest. Mm-hmm. Like, he started saying, like, okay, no, like, I think I do want you, like, he didn't want to tell me to come back. Mm-hmm. He was just waiting to see what would happen. It was just, you know, I was ready to t- throw the towel in after several arguments. I was just overtired or arguing. And then um, I, I was like, okay, I have to really ask myself, have I given it everything? Yeah. You know, before like, you walk away. because mm-hmm. before I walk away, did I try mm-hmm. everything? Am yeah. I going to have any regrets? Mm-hmm. So then that would be the thing that made me stay a little longer, a little longer. Mm-hmm. Finally, I think where I was at my wit's end, I just... Just felt like, one, I was just tired of, like, the disrespect and arguing. Mm-hmm. It was just, we were young. You're right. Young, young, young. Mm-hmm. We were very young and stupid. <laughs> and so, um, I remember letting him know. I was like, hey, I'm coming back. And, mm. he, and he came and got me. Oh. You, you went to her. Yeah. And then y'all came back together. Mm-hmm. So he packed up everything and got me and we drove back to Texas um, and you would think that like immediately that we'd be together, but it really wasn't that way. I There's mean, more. There's, <laughs> I like, Wait, there's more. Yes. Yes. Um, it wasn't that way. We did not, we weren't together immediately. Like we were dating, mm-hmm. but I was still trying to 
um, have closure in a sense, like get over it because I mean, I legitimately, this is somebody I thought I was going to marry for like the past three years. Mm-hmm. I was ready to move on. He was ready to move on. <laughs> I believe. I would have got you. Let's, let's make it happen. Let's make this happen. But, but for us, we want to make sure that's a done deal before we jump into something else. Yes, he had just broken up with his. I mean, he had just broken up with his ex like that summer. Like, so he didn't break up with her until after I left Mm. to New York. Mm. So I'm like, well, for me, I was like, why are you leaving with her? Like, because I really liked her. She was a good person. Like, I don't want to talk bad about her at all because honestly, she was a good person. She is Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. she was a really amazing person. I had nothing bad to say, but I knew he did not love her. Mm. And as a friend, even I was like, "Why are you stringing this girl along?" And you told him this. Yes, I was like, you know, because we could still have conversations as friends. Mm -hmm. We were able, which was the weirdest thing, we could separate our feelings and actually have non-biased conversation. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't think that I was just trying to sabotage his relationship to be with him because he knew that I was already in my own situation. Mm -hmm. She's telling me I shouldn't be with her, but she was still going. But he knew I loved him. <laughs> so there's a difference. I was in love. You were not in love with her. You were in love. She she was someone that was just there. And I felt like that was not fair to her. Mm, I see, I see. We and said she, she was just there until she was ready. Mm. 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 So finally, he did tell her. And it hurt, you know, to hear, like, you know, I do like you. There's nothing wrong that you're doing, but you're just not the one. Mm. And I think him saying those words, he felt like like I was the one. Now, at this point, he was ready to wait. He legitimately waited for me. Like, after that. After, after that. No more. I didn't get into another relationship. No. After, after that, that, there was no other relationship. you are a relationship guy. So, for that, for you to really just, I'm away. He waited. Let's see. That was what? Summer of 09? 10? Probably. 11. He waited years. until 2011. Y'all have some years on this. Yeah. This is beautiful. This was a lot. It feel beautiful. I mean, to see where you guys are, because we're going to get into, like, me presently seeing the love here. But that is, like, a legit up and down situation. It was a lot of up and down. I felt, I mean, I put Brent, let's just be very clear. I put Brent through the ringer. Okay? (laughs) Like, he came and got me, and he's thinking, like, yes, this is it. And, Mm -hmm. like, I legit was... We were dating, but I was still not fully over the situation. Mm-hmm. I was not talking with my ex at all, mm-hmm. like, what, for a whole year. Mm-hmm. And then my ex reached out. Mm. And the wrong time. <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> he reached back out, and, <laughs> I, is so funny. and honestly, I felt like I was not over it. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I felt so bad, but I had to, like, be honest with him. I was just like... I don't know what it is. I don't know why. I just can't, like, close the door. I don't know what it is. Like, we stopped speaking for, let's see, what, from February to, like, May. Yeah. Yeah, February to May. Like, no talking at all. Between y'all two. Because Mm -hmm. you were talking to the fella in New York. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What made you (laughs) wait five years at that? She said 2006 I mean, at this point, to 2009. No, no, 2009. <clears throat> so okay. from 2009, so I came back, it was like October of 2009. Okay. But we didn't actually start officially dating, like, okay, we're in a committed relationship mm-hmm. until like May of 2011. You, that... No, we dated during this time. Yeah, okay. pretty much every week at least. <clears throat> if not like every three days, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, we were seeing each other off and on, and, I mean, honestly, by this point, I could feel that she still wasn't mm-hmm. over the situation. It was like, yes, mm-hmm. she enjoyed being with me, but, like, she wasn't, she just wasn't ready to move on. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, she wasn't ready to let that go. I mean, clearly, they had been together for years, and, like, this is somebody she's known since high school. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, mm-hmm. you're not going to get over this overnight. Right. Especially ready to jump into another committed relationship. Mm-hmm. Especially when I'm the relationship person. She she wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> she had already done a long relationship. And, mm-hmm. you know, with me just waiting on the side. Mm-hmm. But, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, it's like, I could feel it. It was mm-hmm. like, it just wasn't there. Like, I could tell she really, truly loved me. But just couldn't, couldn't commit herself to, like, okay, I'm ready to be with you. Only you. And never... Mm. let that go completely right so when she told me this that he reached back out and she wanted to get closure basically mm. and just hearing that was just like really yeah it's like I already took you to New York with yeah. him came and got you just like I thought I would and it's a man's <laughs> pride right and it's mm. like now Almost a year later, after you've been back, you still ain't ready to let this go. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. I'm sorry, Brent. I was like, well, <laughs> it makes like, sense. Right. <laughs> I was basically just like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna let you go mm-hmm. again. I was like, and we'll see what happens. But yeah. it's like, we gotta pretty much stop speaking if you're really gonna look into this and see if this is something you really want. That was so funny. Yeah, it was. Um, it, it was hard. It was brutal, honestly, because mm-hmm. I, like, really struggled with it. I mean, clearly, I I mean, I knew I was in love with Brent before I moved to New York. Like, mm-hmm. coming, and it wasn't until I was starting to move. It was so difficult. I was crying all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I actually was coming to, like, this realization that, like, wow, like, I'm in love with two people. Like, people say you can't, like, Cause I was gonna it's ask not you, possible. Really like that? But, like, I legitimately was in love with two people. And, like, that was the hardest thing. I never thought, like, oh, my God, like, how is that possible? But, like, Mm -hmm. it's possible. And it just, I love them differently. And it was kind of like, you know, at my time, my mindset at that time was just like, okay, maybe if I could just mush them together into one person, you know, that would be great. You know, because I clearly like different things. Mm -hmm. Like I said, Brandon and I were completely opposite, but then him and I were so alike. So it was just kind of like, oh, like, what do you do? Mm -hmm. It was just a horrible situation. Um, (laughs) So during that time frame, I was, you know, clearly in open communication with my ex and um, he actually came out here for a little while and he was trying to figure out if he would want to move here. Mm. He was willing to like leave everything in New York and move here. He picked up and moved you down here and now the fella think about coming down. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So when he came down here, it was just a lot of um, things because I, the thing with Brent, I never had any trust issues with him. Okay. Ever. Like, like, I don't think there's anybody that ever made me feel, like, more secure. Like, with my no, ex, so like, good. I always felt like I was just in competition with his friends, like, for attention. Like, I, you know, so like, for me, good. I was just like, okay, you know. I mean, and don't get me wrong, like, I, he would express to them, like, how much he loved me and everything. Mm. But still, like, it was just something that just wasn't right. Mm. And, you know, and then I just don't like when my feelings are belittled, you know, like, you know, oh, you're just insecure. Look, if... I'm insecure because you're making me feel insecure because I'm not an insecure person. Just don't play me. I'm I don't right receive here. that. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I'm right here. Right. I mean, so, you know, once he came down here and everything like that, it was kind of like, 
at this point now, I'm comparing. That's mm-hmm. how I, I didn't realize that's what I was doing, but I was really like looking like narrowly through like the lens. Like he was just coming in. It was temporary. Like he was just trying to see if he could. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like, I knew this was stupid. Like I legitimately, I'm like, what are you doing? Like I'm asking myself like this. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, okay. Like, but I don't, I just don't know why I just could not let go. I could not let go. Let me tell you, because I cried for I cried for a very long time after I left New York, because I just was like, wow, like I was crying in New York. I love me. I'm like, yo, I'm tired of crying. Um, you, that's how you went through it. I went through it. It was a lot because you're literally your emotions are being torn in two different directions. This mm-hmm. is why. This is why Jesus said. <laughs> you just don't do it before you get married because soul ties <laughs> soul ties will literally drag you through the dirt okay mm-hmm. and that's at the, real at that's the time real. I didn't realize I was a soul tie now clearly looking back being a little bit more spiritually inclined and mm-hmm. like having that knowledge I'm like ooh that was just nasty right there now mm-hmm. I know what was happening but <laughs> I had the way I knew that I had closure was mm-hmm. Like, we had gotten into it. It was just a respect borderline that was crossed, and I was just not okay with it. And I think when I was like, okay, you need to go. And I legit, I didn't cry. I wasn't upset. I was like, you got to go. And That's when you know you're done. That's when I knew I was done. Honestly, I I did not flinch, and I didn't look back. I have, like, we have not spoken since. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, that was, like, the end of it. Like, I was just, and I told him, I said, listen, I'm okay, but I just don't want to be friends. And, like, I knew it was going to be hard, Mm -hmm. but I was like, I can't. The way from that I get over people is I have to cut you off. (laughs) And that makes sense. Like you mentioned, the whole soul ties. Like, it's already been a back and forth, back and forth anyway. It would have continued to be that cycle. It is horrible because I really loved his family, but, like, I legitimately had to cut him and his family off. I had to block them all on social media. Like, I just didn't want to see. I didn't want to go to their, like, they post a picture and he in it. Like, Mm. I just knew what I needed to get closure, so I legitimately just blocked everybody. And then I wanted to, honestly, I didn't know if he was ever going to talk to me again, but if he Mm -hmm. did, I'm like, I need to make sure that he knows for sure that, like, it's a done deal, like, Mm -hmm. secure, like, it's only you, like, I will never answer the call, I blocked the numbers, I blocked this, but at that time, like, once I had made that decision, I didn't really just go right back to him, I knew he needed his face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I knew he needed his face, Mm -hmm. but, um... I remember I reached out via phone clearly and I'm like, just call him. I'm just like, hey. I was surprised he answered that you know it's me. So (laughs) he already know. So how did they feel when you got that call? You remember? (laughs) You remember? (laughs) (laughs) When I saw her name pop up, I was just like Oh, so she didn't get erased. No, no, no. Her name stayed the same. I didn't. That's good, because you could have really got a, who's this? <laughs> so it's oh, if you would have been I'm like, I don't know, goodbye. <laughs> now, mind you, I in my mind, I'm, well, not in my mind, I, I felt like God had already told me that she was going to be my wife uh-huh. before she went to New York. Like, I knew she was coming back. Uh-huh. I knew we were supposed yeah, to be together. That's why he said that three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean... I knew, I knew she really wanted to be with me, and mm-hmm. she just needed to find that out on her own, mm-hmm. to be honest. Like, we weren't on the same page. I mean, I guess I was more of a relationship expert than she was, and... Lord. 
I, I kind of knew it was like I knew that we had that connection, mm-hmm. and it was like it was like I know you're not gonna find it somewhere else. It's like you can keep trying if you want to, mm-hmm. but eventually <laughs> you are gonna come back to me, mm-hmm. and I can make everything perfect again. But <laughs> <laughs> she asked when I get when you got the phone call. Oh yeah, because <laughs> <that's right. laughs> she wanted to know this answer, yeah. right? <laughs> like, what was you thinking? Because we actually did. We have never discussed this. That's interesting. I mean, when I first got, I saw your name pop up. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, my stomach kind of dropped. And I was just like, I mean, at first you just like, okay, maybe something bad happened. Like now she's reaching out to me. Mm. Like I kind of gotta come save her or something, and. I don't know. It was like just the anxious feeling. It's like, should I answer this phone call right now? Mm. Or should I make a wait? Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah. Because I clearly, whatever she was dealing with, with her ex, I knew it had to be over or something for her to be calling me. Really? So you knew? I'm so sorry. I mean, for her to be calling me at this point, it had been, what, three months? Of yeah. not speaking at all? And we had never went that long without speaking. Mm. So it was like, for, for her to be calling me, it was like, okay. Clearly, either something big happened because we had a lot of mutual friends, right. or she's she's done and wanted to let me know something. So, I just remember answering and hearing her voice, and I was just like, "Okay, I can see where this is going." And like, I don't mean to call you out, but like, she's not big on apologizing. <laughs> 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 especially not back then. I don't know much about you. Uh, back ah, then, especially. <laughs> like, right now? Like, like, in, admitting wrong, especially back then, I'm not going to say now. Okay. It's become a lot better. There you go. It's better. It's, it's growing. Jesus got a hold of me. Right. This is before the spiritual growth. Okay. But, uh, there was grace. So she, <laughs> um, like, she really just, like, because she knew how I felt. Mm-hmm. She knew I was hurt by the situation, mm-hmm. and she know I'm not a big, typically I'm not an emotional person. Mm-hmm. So it's like she knew she really hurt me, and she actually apologized for putting me through that, and kind of started actually like just wanting to know if I was even okay with being friends or seeing each other, or speaking. Like you know, I had to take a second to respond just to yeah. build up. <laughs> I mean, I knew the answer, uh-huh. no matter what, but... Just had to let her sweat a little bit. Yeah, I made her sweat. It was like, <laughs> she thought it was going to be some drawn-out thing to where, you know, uh-huh. let's just test the waters, like, speak for a little while, text, you know, just be friends again. Uh-huh. I, I knew good well we weren't going to be friends. If we're speaking now, we're not going to be friends. Uh-huh. Like, it's, it's going to be something more. Like, if I actually am going to see you again, then... Let's just make it happen. Yeah, we're going to end up making it happen. Well, he didn't tell me that. He was just like, yeah, you know, we're going to be friends. And so um, I it was right before my birthday. So I did invite him in like out with our other friends, our mutual friends. And so he did come and um, it was cordial. And then um, after that, we would go, always go to our friend's house to like have game night. Mm-hmm. And we'd always sleep at their house and everything. It was always like a, a thing. Mm-hmm. Um and so we we did we had game night and then like we and it was so much tension Jesus like I just like it was so much tension because at that point now like we we spent the night over there they clearly knew what was going on they mm-hmm. clearly knew way more about the situation that mm-hmm. that was a great thing about like these friends like you can literally have like sidebars okay 
And then, like, they stay in the sidebars. Mm-hmm, so, it's kind of mm-hmm. like you feel like, I know we all friends, but, like, let me tell you about something. And they would keep it to themselves. Right. Like, you know. Like, um, the three months we were speaking, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't tell me really anything about what was going on with her. Yeah. They vice were. Versa. It was just kind of. That's so good. They respected that time. Right. Probably everybody knew the child's going to get back together. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. I Yeah. Well, the thing is, it was very difficult also because my dad really liked my ex. Mm. my dad preferred my ex um, because I don't know if it was just that New York thing he knew like the history and mm-hmm. he knew how bad he was for me which is just so interesting as well mm-hmm. um, but what ended up really ending it honestly was actually Brent so I did tell him that Brent and I were dating you know during that time that him and I were apart and so he was not okay with him and I being friends mm-hmm. and so um, we weren't he didn't know that like we just weren't talking like mm-hmm. I didn't just let him know that but you know it was kind of like a very um double standard situation because he was very much so conversing with exes and mm-hmm. and things like that and so for me um that was not okay so I was just like mm, okay so you're not okay with me speaking with Brandon or being friends with him anymore but you know you and he's like well I'm out here with you so like you know you you know he's here I'm like that doesn't mean anything you can go back there at any point in time you right. know and he's like well like you know he like loved you he like loves you you know it's it's different mm-hmm. and so you know as he's saying I'm just like you're right yeah he does love me don't he <laughs> okay no but um for me it was just like he was just extremely immature and like it was just a lot of stuff that just didn't wasn't added up or making sense but what the what the final straw was was that my dad took him out to dinner without me mm-hmm. so that I guess he could get his side of the story of what was going on. <laughs> and then when we came together to kind of talk about it all together, like I said, my ex was very hot headed. He like blew up and like stormed out and like mm-hmm. left. So my dad could actually see that side and mm-hmm. I'm like, This is why I'm done right here. And so he respected it. You know, that makes um sense. You know, he had to he had to respect my decision. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, once Bren and I, uh, we as friends, like, I guess me and him and then the other couple, like, we decided to go at the end of May mm-hmm. to San Antonio. Um, just like um, a little weekend vacation, take Leah to SeaWorld. And after that, that was it. Like, we were together after that. Nice. You can just <laughs> but it's been it was it was definitely a lot different after he could see I mean I guess he could tell you I mean like just a change I wasn't always like in my phone like you know messaging and things like that like I think that's when I was like um you know I was still messaging him and mm-hmm. stuff and like I really tried to put effort into trying to be in a relationship with him before I knew he wanted to be with me and he was there but I really legitimately felt bad for putting him through the ringer. It was like yeah. a lot of waiting. I knew he wanted to be with me. And it was so drawn out, mm-hmm. you know. And then finally I was just like, okay, like I don't ever want to put you through that again. Yeah. So. It's clearly I could have been in another relationship. <laughs> right. You know, I might win the opportunity to come in close. Right, so let's go ahead and get into um, you guys' businesses. Who wants to start? I know you already mentioned Amazon. Let's just talk about it all together. Okay. Um, so, uh, actually, I did um, pediatric speech therapy for nine years and then left that to, um, excuse me, 
to start a uh, nonprofit community. I guess it, we actually filed for it to be nonprofit last year. Congrats, um, so congrats. thank you, Fearless Millennial. So it's a community and platform for uh, up-and-coming millennial entrepreneurs of faith. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we bridge the gap between faith and business. Um, clearly, this is always a backstory, but mm-hmm. essentially... Um, I grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. and you know he's clearly told you a little bit about my family. Not very, <laughs> not very religious per se. Um, mm-hmm. I clearly have you know my grandmothers that are very uber, like strict Catholic, mm-hmm. but um, I really wasn't. It was more, you know, you go if you want to, <laughs> you yeah. know that type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Brent grew up in the church, um, so of course when we were deciding, you know, on us getting married and everything. Um, I had to be very clear with him. <laughs> I was like, listen, if you are wanting me to convert it to marry me, then we can't get married. Ooh. Because mm. I was just not going to convert to get married. That was not what I was going to do. Mm. Because I just, that was not something that I saw for myself. Like, clearly, I, it wasn't that I was necessarily a, a 100% practicing Catholic, but at the end of the day, if I was going to make that decision, I mean, it needed to be for me making the decision, not True. just for you to marry me. <clears throat> oh, he respected good. that that's because he's like, well, the only thing that I really want is I don't want you to be going to one church and then like me taking the kids or like you taking the kids, like I want us to go to church together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, I have absolutely no problem going to <laughs> church with you mm-hmm. um because this is something that we did like even in college like him and um his roommate and they were all church of christ and mm-hmm. like you know christian and i was but they would invite me to church and i would go with them and everything and so i didn't have a problem with going to church i just didn't want to like i'm like listen i was baptized when i was a baby i'm already baptized like you're trying to baptize me again i don't really understand <laughs> <laughs> like this is confusing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so um it really wasn't until i started like really trying to understand for myself in God's word, like really trying to separate tradition versus, you know, Bible <coughs> and really decided, okay, yes, I, I do want to be baptized because, you know, this is something that I want to do myself. So yeah. I actually did convert a year after we were married. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was pregnant. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> no, those are those so cute and well, funny. We were just, you know, entertaining the thought of possibly being together. It was like that was. I don't, I don't want to say it was one of my quality checks. It's like, oh well, she's Christian Christ now, or right. anything like that. But it was just mm-hmm. like just the fact that she was willing to go to church with me even before yeah. we were even together. Yeah, and it was like just it makes that alone was enough for me. Mm-hmm. I'm right. like, okay, if she's willing to do this now, I strongly believe eventually. She will. Mm-hmm. It's not like she's trying to pull me in another direction. Right. Like she's right. willing to actually ask. see this through. It's like, okay, that's that's all I can ask from her. Right. He respected it because I was like, listen, it's not like I grew up without a religion and mm-hmm. then you just want to bring me into, you know, Church right. of Christ or Christianity or introduce me to it. Like I have a like I grew up Catholic. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, but and my entire family is. So it was it definitely had to be a decision that I had to make for myself. Mm-hmm. Shortly after that, I mean, even though I was um, baptized, converted, we were going to church. Um, I would say I just, I did not have a relationship with God still. I didn't mm-hmm. really know what that looked like. It was more religion versus relationship. Right. And so once, so God basically had to make me extremely uncomfortable in order to remove me from my job. Mm-hmm. I, I like security. <laughs> Who doesn't though? Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, which is kind of odd because it's the field that I worked in in home health 
the check was not necessarily guaranteed. Like, mm. if the patient was sick or not home, I did not get paid. Gotcha. So, I mean, that's why I was paid so high. It was kind of like that hazard rate, you know, mm-hmm. that was in there. Um, <laughs> but I went from making six figures to, to basically, it was my, my, my whole soul felt like it was just, like, screaming. Wow. Because they, I couldn't control my pay. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was really struggling with some control issues. Like, mm-hmm. I had to control everything. <laughs> and I couldn't control my pay. I couldn't control, like, what, you know, if they were giving me patience or, right. you know. And I feel like because I was the highest paid, because I had been there the longest. Mm-hmm. Like, I had people across the desk from me, like, you know, <coughs> managers. <Excuse> and I'm <coughs> like, I've been here, like, five years longer than you. And, like, you're trying to tell me what to do. And it's just, it was insulting. Um <laughs> But, you know, I was really struggling there. And I just realized now, I mean, I was God just really making me uncomfortable. He yeah. was like, your time has been up and mm-hmm. you're not leaving. And I was not leaving. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was like, literally heels to the ground, holding onto the door. And wow. I feel like God was literally had me by the ankles and was pulling me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was trying hard. He was trying hard. <laughs> like he legitimately was, he was doing everything in his power, like literally removing patience from me. Wow. Like. And I would just remember one day I was sitting in a parking lot and I just started crying because I lost three patients that day. Like one um, lost authorization, one moved, and then the other one said that they didn't want to resume therapy with me anymore because I can't remember what it was. Um, and I had never had that happen before. Like right. my patients like loved me. I was, you know, I've had, I've been there for years and it was just so, I like, I was at my breaking point. And so, but still I did not leave. <laughs> I was like, after all of that, clearly you can see there was some stubbornness in (laughs) She doesn't doesn't like change. I don't Ah. like change. I'm getting better. (laughs) (laughs) Progression. I'm progression. I'm perfection. Um, But, you know, so after I left, honestly, I left because I was going through depression. Mm -hmm. um, And I was delivered from that depression and anxiety. I went to a Christian entrepreneurial conference in just the being in the presence, like the presence of like the Holy Spirit in the room, like delivered me. Like mm-hmm. it was just the weirdest thing. I'd never experienced anything like that. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Catholic, conservative, Christian, and then going into an arena where they were speaking in tongues. I had never heard that before. Mm-hmm. Speaking in tongues, people falling out of place, you know. And I'm like, this is a Christian entrepreneurial conference. Like entrepreneurial conference, and mm-hmm. they laid out on the floor. I'm just real confused right now. Um, <laughs> Someone had <laughs> sold a ticket to me to be mm-hmm. there, and it was very intentional for me to be there. Um, once I had, I just remember asking God, I was like, listen, I need to know what my purpose is because I feel very uncomfortable. I'm just depressed. Like, I'm not myself. Right. And wait. Like, we've had our third child at this point, mm-hmm. and I don't know what I'm doing. And I remember hearing from God very clearly because I had asked to hear from him Mm -hmm. you know I had fasted for the first time before then and so I go to this conference and hear from God that what my purpose is and he's just like listen your purpose is to leave millions at the time I was like that sounds a little cliche because the conference was called millions conference Mm. and so I'm like "Mm, this is you Jeanette like you hearing from yourself like this is all (laughs) in your head like this is what I'm saying to myself but I was like okay I'm gonna roll with it like God wants me to leave millions I don't even know hundreds but I'm going to go with it. Right. Right. And so. Because you're hearing it. 
Right, I'm just saying. And so, but I think he knew to say it that boldly because it wouldn't scare me, honestly, because I was just like, okay, cool. I heard from you. Leave millions. I don't know how. I don't know where we're going, but all right. And so I was like, well, I need a confirmation, Jesus, <laughs> like, at this point. Um, and there was a, a preacher, minister who was on, actually, he was um, a, an apostle. He was up on a stage and he was doing his business lesson and it was, you know, I was very into it, and I remember I just kept feeling a strong connection with this person, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was letting me know that my confirmation would go to this person, come from this person, mm-hmm. go to the front after work when he was saying, you know, anybody needing prayer, I mean, clearly the whole room went up there, um, and so I was like, all right, there, we're talking like thousands of people in this room, mm-hmm. and I was like, there is no way he is going to speak to me. Right. I mean, he went all the way on the other side of the room. I would just remember closing my eyes and praying, and then I opened my eyes, and he's standing right in front of me. Ooh. And I just, like, looked at him, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> right? Because I just didn't know what to feel? expect. Right. And he just, like, looks at me, and he looks me up and down, and he's like, and he comes real close, and it was so loud in that room, but it sounded like he was louder than everybody else. And he said it so quietly, and he was just like, listen, it was clear. there is grace all over you, and you need to stop being so afraid. Mm. He gave you your orders. And so in that moment, I was like, okay, all right, cool, we going, right? I left that conference, and um, Brent can attest to this, like, he didn't know what happened. He just knew mm-hmm. that I went somewhere and came back, like, a completely different person. Wow. Like. That's strange. It was? It was. Like, what was some of, like, the feelings that you got from her <clears throat> that day? Just her whole demeanor and outlook on the Bible, the word, like she all of a sudden, it felt all of a sudden was just really trying to actually get in tune with it. Mm. And she was even coming to me asking me questions after question after question. It's like, because I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. It's like, I knew a lot of Bible, but even some of the questions that she was asking me, I had never even heard of. Mm. I was just like, okay, I don't know who you are. <laughs> but... We're going to go with this. <laughs> right. And it's like, knowing that she had been in such a deep depression for, it felt like, such a long time. Mm-hmm. And just actually hearing her voice and her tone and not so much hope. sadness <laughs> and anger. It was more, a lot more hope. Wow. And it was just, and it was being poured into the word. And mm-hmm. it was just like, just seeing that. And like, she came to me and, she asked me, she was like, I, I really feel like God is telling me to leave my job. It's like, do you think I should? And I'm like, well, if you feel like God's telling you to, then yes. And you have no hesitation. No. Hey, everybody. Um, thank you so much for tuning into this episode with the Kings. Uh, we had such a great time on this interview. It was actually two hours and 30 minutes, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. Not exactly sure. So what I decided to do was to break this bad boy up. So um, this is part one and part two will begin next Monday, of course. Um, where we end off on this one is where we're going to begin for next week. So you guys continue to tune in. Um, you guys can also DM me. Let me know how much you guys are feeling this season. We are almost to a close. So let me know how you guys are feeling. I'm super excited to announce soon what the next season will be about. 
So you guys just continue to tune in. Um, my outro is coming up next. So make sure you get all the info to keep up with Brianna Javon and What's Good Podcast. Thank you guys so much and have a great one. Hey guys, for more updates, you can follow me on Instagram at what's good underscore podcast or my personal account b.javon underscore. Javon is spelled J-O-V-A-H-N. You can catch me on Twitter, what's good underscore pod C for Charlie. And then you can also catch me on Facebook at what's good podcast. Uh, make sure that you subscribe and also leave reviews for me to also see and I can also respond back to you guys let me know what you're thinking of the podcast and any updates thank you have a good one